there. Hello, Em. I haven't seen you in a long time. This you is look Auntie beautiful. Alyssa. Yeah, Auntie Alyssa. Hello. Are you hearing a voice, you, you know? I see a smile. Say hello, Auntie Alyssa. Want to say hello? Want to sing a song? Let's sing a song with our friends. Ready? Which one are we going to sing? Mm -hmm. I know which one. She has a new favorite. Five green bottles standing on the wall. Five green bottles standing on the wall. If one green bottle should accidentally fall, there'll be four green bottles standing on the wall. Not in the mood for that one. I know it's one then. La 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 la. La 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 la. Emma's world. La 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 la. La 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 la. Emma's world. You okay? Wanna talk to Auntie? Mm -hmm. I remember that most of the time that we were communicating, we were laying on our bellies or <laughs> our backs. And I know that that's a comfortable space. Yeah. Yeah. She's usually lying on her bed. So we're not used to sitting and being this way. We're used to coming into our, our center of our body and breathing together. <laughs> I don't know if Em remembers me. It's been a, quite a while. Do you remember Auntie Lisa? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get it. You remember. We're gonna we're gonna have to communicate some more because I we missed. Found, we found her favorite toy at birthday time in March. This was a wrapping in the box in the box. <laughs> um, and it's remained because she loves when she touches to hear the sound. You can make your sounds. Yeah. Oh, it sounds crunchy. Yeah. So she's moving more because she wants to make the sounds. Beautiful. She's made some good steps this month learning to raise her hands from shoulder relax her muscles for herself and raise her arms and she's starting to make a th sound so now it's the she knows how to make a th sound but we need to get it to be voluntary as opposed to just making it incredible incredible i remember the moment um when you were on your belly laying on your mommy and you pushed up for the first time ah you are so beautiful and a light and we're so excited that you wrote your first book and it's just the beginning <laughs> we're sh you're showing yourself and how other people you're teaching the whole wide world we are so glad and so excited for you and for your brother and for your mommy and for your daddy and for Melissa, not to be confused with Alyssa. <laughs> and I love your hairdo today. Wow. That is a beautiful, fancy ponytail. <laughs> Incredible. That was plotted by daddy. Yeah, my daddy's my hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering in moments like this, 
when we are all together, what process was it that has moved you to become, oh, wait a minute, who, who, who's moving, who's looking around now? Who's like? She just made her first sound. She's getting comfortable. Hello. But you have to say it loudly. Auntie couldn't hear. Say, mom, leave me alone. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> you tell her. You tell her, Em. I'm, I'm just fine. <laughs> so some of the lessons that I've noticed that we learn when we have a preconceived notion and we project upon another being, another beautiful, amazing, enlightened, bright light, our sensibilities. What have you learned about that, Dr. Marsha? Who doesn't um, like to call herself doctor? Um, what have I learned? The, the journey was to, I think it was just to observe, observe that I was living in a place where I perceived only what I had lost, what my family had lost. It was very painful to see Emmy go through a lot of pain, a lot of illness, you know, um, so many physical things that went wrong that I saw as defining her as un unable to do for the rest of her life. And that's what, you know, kind of broke life for me. It made me feel like life wasn't what I had expected it to be. It was being unfair to me, to my family. I was crying for what my son wouldn't experience. I was crying for the heavy life that he would experience. You know, um, the young adulthood I had that had been free. I, I cried a lot about the fact that he would not have that freedom because chances are I would not be around and he'd be caring for a child, for a grown up, you know? And how, how would you now reframe that story? And, that and so what I've spoke, seen, yeah. it's, it's, really, it's really strange to me how one day I opened my eyes and I realized that I was crying about M. I was crying for the losses and the pain. And at the same time while I was crying, Emma was laughing. And I didn't realize the lesson at the time. When you're stuck in your darkness, you don't see light all around you. But while I was writing the book, I clued in. And I realized, hey, you are mourning for something, but she's the one who's lost it. And she doesn't mourn. And that's because she doesn't see that she's lost anything. Because she doesn't have a comparison of what life should have been. What she's doing is living the best life she's able to in every moment. She lives fully. She lives in joy every moment. She is doing what, you know, yoga people and meditators tell you live in the present. It's very hard to live in the present when you're always looking back at the pain of the past or worrying about the inadequacies of the future and the fears about the future. She does neither. She just says, you know, in this moment, I'm hearing a bird. In this moment, I'm enjoying the sound. In this moment, my daddy's with me, you know? And all she sees is the opportunity of now, and she lives fully in it. When I finally clued into those things, you know, you take them in little salt grains. As you find the grains, they stack up. And suddenly I've realized that I'm not blind to the 
to the challenges. I know, I feel, I live these challenges with my family, but there is so much joy in every moment as well. And she's the one who is continually like the sun, you know, spreading this light. And I want to acknowledge with so much gratitude, Miss M, you are truly lighting our path, our paths around the world in a way that nobody else can. And I want to acknowledge M, M, your eyes, because since I have last seen you just now, when I noticed you gazing up and to the left at your mommy while she was supporting you on her chest, your eyes were working together in that up left gaze. I cannot help myself but be doing eye exams on everybody I watch across the airways at all times. And so what I'm seeing is further development in the sense of vision and eyesight, just as your mommy is seeing it in all of your other beauty. And so just knowing that you have such amazing parents and brother, and you are teaching us so much all the time is such a blessing. With that, I want, to, I want your mommy to tell us about this very special thing that is happening on June 1st, which is just in a few days from now. And maybe while she's telling us, she can multitask and play with you and you can just do your thing, Em, and encourage us to come to that thing that's happening on June 1st. Because it's all because of you. You realize that. Because this thing on June 1st would have no birthing if it, if it weren't for you. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll um, just acknowledge. So I've written my first book. And the book is called Lighting the Path, Leaning into a Hopeful Future as a special needs parent. Interestingly, the book, where it lives on my computer, it doesn't have that name on my computer. In my computer, it's called Emma's book. That's what I look for in the folder, Emma's book. And it's because this is Emma's book. I see it as Emma's legacy and Emma's message. It is all that she's been pushing to show to everybody. It's what she lives. And finally, because I've been hearing this call to write this book for years, I just didn't have the self-confidence to write it. Like there must be people who are better suited to it than me, etc. But I think it was around September of last year, I finally heard, get up, you're going to do this today. And by then I had had that poetry writing thing happening and I started to express myself more. And I'd started to see how much Emmy was changing my life and our lives here in my house. <sighs> And therefore, and I'd started to meet more and more special needs parents through volunteer work, et cetera, that I'd been doing. And I realized that I wasn't the only one struggling, that there were more people who needed this message of hope and resilience and connection. 
connection to self, connection to others. So M truly has influenced this. And I see this as the first expression of M's legacy. You, you can be in a bed, you can be nonverbal, you can be unable to move and see, and you can still have a powerful, powerful impact on the world. And in fact, an even more profound and powerful message for those of us who think we're normal. So the idea of neurodivergent, I love seeing that arm going up above your head, M, because actually not that many months ago in my memory, this was not possible. And look at that beautiful excursion and your muscles and your ligaments and your breath and your eyes are coordinating as you do that. And this is such a beautiful demonstration of the synchrony of a beautiful body that is becoming as your book, Emma, is being birthed, you are changing the world. And I'm really actually holding back tears because I'm the interviewer here and I've got to keep this thing going. So thank you so much, both of you for being here. Marsha, could you just in these last few moments, give us a few more details, the full title of your book, where we can find it, how we can come to your book launch, which I understand is open to the public worldwide, how we can share the link, because this is a book like none other. I have had the privilege of becoming, of, of being invited to being one of the, I don't know what the language is. I call one it of our advanced readers, advanced readers. And I went to the copy shop a few days ago, because as you may or may not know, I don't like to sit in front of any kind of screen to read, but that's a conversation for another day. And so I had the book printed and I had it printed full page and I could not put it down. It is powerful. It is insightful. It is a teaching tool like no other. It is honest. It is frank and is information that has been needed in the world of what is called disabilities. Um, turning the paradigm of disability into ability, real abilities that most of us quote unquote normal and not neurodivergent, which I believe we all are, how we, and Marsha is very kind. She doesn't write it this way, but the message that I, that comes through for me is get over yourself. Move beyond who you think you are. I do this work with my people through helping them to reduce their eyeglass prescriptions and change their sensory perception. But through this book, Marsha comes through with, we all have parts of ourselves that we have been hiding, that we have been pushing down, that we have been ignoring, that we truly are. We have the opportunity now to become more like Emma and being the past, present, and future in every moment. So now, now I'll be quiet so you can give us those details I just asked for, Marsha. <laughs> okay, so, so, so the whole book name I had said before, it was Lighting the Path, Leaning into a Hopeful 
future as a special needs parent. I believe that's the whole thing. But it's available on Amazon in both um, ebook, Kindle ebook, paperback, and hardcover. And if you just search Lighting the Path book, or if you search my name, Marcia Nathai Balkisun, you will find that book. It's available for pre-order right now, but the book launch is on Tuesday, the 1st of June. The book launch is going to be a Facebook event, but this event is open to people who are on or off Facebook. And so you can find the launch event by just searching for Lighting the Path book launch event. And perhaps Um, one of the beautiful people very special people who are watching live right now could drop the link in the Facebook thread for the launch. Drop two links, one for the launch on Tuesday, June 1st, and one for the purchase of the book, unless the launch link has the purchase link at the same time. I'm dropping it now. This is the launch link. And I will see if I find the other one and put it up as well. And so Dr. Balkasun is demonstrating the woman who does everything cannot just (laughs) sit back and let somebody else do the work who definitely could, because we have some competent individuals watching. (laughs) But in any case, I'm sorry, we know each other well enough that I'm allowed to say (laughs) say that. (laughs) Um, So let's breathe and blink and be present with one another for these last few moments. Marsha, I challenge you to take off your glasses for a moment. You, I don't like how I look without my glasses, right? But hard luck, people. Yeah. Okay. Because Alyssa has decided. So <laughs> let's soften our focus for a moment and know the teachings and the presence of Emma Balkasun and what she has taught us not only in the past, in the present, but what she will continue to teach us into our futures as we dare to step beyond the boundaries of the frame of our glasses, as we step beyond the frame of our professions, as we step out of the boxes. This past year worldwide has been that for all of us, and perhaps we can rub our hands. No, she's creeping her glasses back on. She's not letting me do the next part of the demonstration. But I'm going to do it anyway, because you guys couldn't see that because I'm on screen. Marsha grabbed for her glasses and she was going (laughs) to put them back on. You have to trust me on that because nobody (laughs) can see that, Marsha. Exactly what you're going to do, but go ahead. So we're rubbing our hands together And we are putting the heels of our hands on the lower orbital rim. We are overlapping our hands under gently closed eyelids. We are not interlacing our fingers, but we are simply overlapping our hands, our fingers. Yes, beautiful. Our eyelids are closed gently. We are noticing the blackness or darkness, perhaps we are making a sound that has been inspired by Emma. Perhaps we are squealing with joy. 
perhaps we are making the sound of th, th, for the first time ever in our nine-year-old life. Perhaps we are simply observing the sound of the rhythm of our heartbeat. Perhaps we are noticing our feet on the floor, our sit bones on the chair, and the rhythm and vibration of our breath. Noticing, noticing the calmness within, no matter what has been going on on the outside, knowing that that is simply our perception and the perception of our senses, sight, smell, touch, hearing, taste are simply that, the tools of the amazing beingness of you, whoever you are, wherever you are in this world, in these moments, there is a very specific reason that you are here. So with that, you can gently, with your eyelids still closed, release your hands into your lap. And when you're ready, gently opening your eyes, allowing, allowing the world to come to you, whether it is as clear as you might like, or you are seeing things the way that you would like to, without judgment, deep gratitude. Thank you so much for being here. Beautiful Marsha without her glasses. <laughs> Thank you for the lessons. Thank you for the book. And we are, I am, I know, we are in this household and beyond looking forward to your book launch on June 1st. I look forward to seeing all of you there. And if you're watching this Facebook on the replay, please put hashtag replay so that Marsha and I can both get back to you. I can guarantee with 100% certainty without planning ahead that you, if you comment in this thread, will each have at least two comments that follow. Because Marsha, who is not yet comfortable without her glasses in front of the computer in a situation like this for 100% of the time, and me, who has those myopic tendencies very deeply embedded in her soul, <laughs> will get back to you because we are hyper vigilant. <laughs> so with that, Marsha, do you have any closing words? This feels a little bit like unbelievable to me that I've gotten to this place. It feels really, really fulfilling and exciting. The best part of it is finding so many people that I've connected with because I, I think a big part of our purpose in life is to connect, is to, you know, build this kind of community where I build you up and you build me up. And I think that more and more, this book is one of the ways that that, that is happening for me and my family. I want to thank each of you who have tuned in. Please, if you know special needs people, I'd appreciate it if you share, share the book, share the launch with them because the book was written especially for them. 
I'm specifically going to name two people who have worked for their entire lives with the special needs population. And that would be Lori Sheyu, The Gifts of Autism, and also uh, my, my dear, and Lori is my cousin, <laughs> and my dear friend for over, gee, I've been uh, a developmental optometrist for over 33 years, and I, I met Patricia Lemmer, L-E-M-E-R, when I was a student still in optometry school. And Patricia Lemmer has written a book, Envisioning a Bright Future, from ADD to Autism, and the title of her most recent book is Outsmarting Autism, and both of those women are just treasure chests of information. This book, Lighting the Path, that you have written, Marsha, is a gem to be added for parents specifically, I would say, and caregivers, and also uh, healthcare professionals who think they know everything about their field, who haven't yet stepped out of the box. I say that with gratitude and love. I am one of those people who has always been out of the box, but I have hope that more and more colleagues will be stepping out of the box as we are all given the opportunity. And I'm gonna ask you one more thing. This interview will be appearing on the podcast Journey Through Health and Wellness on anchor.fm in a couple of weeks, and it will be trimmed uh, because the interview cannot go over an hour. We have an amazing sound woman, Caitlin, who does the editing. So shout out to Caitlin, to Annie at Reimagine Tickwack, the Turtle Creek Watershed and Airshed Communities Plus, where the podcast sprung from. Could you close out this interview, Marsha, with your big why, your big dream? Because I'm part of that dream already. I'm weaving myself in and inviting myself, even though you've already invited me. Tell us something about this big why and what you are working towards in terms of a physical space. Oh, so my big dream, it's not limited to special needs people, but special needs people have a definite place in there. I believe that we all have a very, very strong purpose that we came here for. And that as we uncover our purpose and as we lean into our purpose, we find joy and fulfillment. The big dream that I have for special needs people is I've actually done a meditation and I've seen the retreat center that will grow. Being a special needs parent, I felt like I couldn't press pause for five minutes. There wasn't time to sleep. There wasn't time to do anything because your child is always in need. And my dream for special needs parents is that there will be a place where you get to come and be held, be supported, find connection, find respite. That's the retreat center that I'd like. One where you can bring your child and know that that child is being supported as you relax, as you walk through a garden, as you meet with other parents, as you get to do meditative art or something creative, because that's how we fill back up our own spirit. And it's really, really important for us to fill up before we can pour out. Absolutely. Thank you again. Thank you, M. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Brian. 
Thank you, extended family who I know has been deeply affected by the life of M. Wow, that sounds like a book title, Marsha, The Life of M. <laughs> um, so I look forward to all of future engagement and also to your future books. And I'm really, I am so excited. I have goosebumps about Tuesday, June 1st, your book launch, and um, we'll see you there. So wherever we were streamed live, wherever we appear, please feel free to share this Facebook interview. I'm a little bit biased, but I think it was the interview of a lifetime and it is profound and um, people have things to learn. So see my myopic self is just right here. And if you don't know <laughs> what myopia means, look it up. From the bottom of my heart, I don't think I introduced myself. My name is Dr. Elizabeth Horansky Beck and you're watching, <laughs> you're watching live on my official formal business page which was my, the most recent business page that I've created, but you might find me other places. Even though I've been advised to streamline myself, I would have been diagnosed probably with ADHD had that diagnosis been available 60 years ago. Keep your neurodivergent self sacred and have a wonderful, amazing, beautiful day. Bye-bye. I love you all. Bye-bye.